Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Janina Nakladal. Janina is Global Director of Sustainability for fast-growing data processing company Solonis. By 2030, Solonis aims to have helped 10,000 organisations become carbon net zero. In the interview, we discuss this initiative, the challenges of sustainability transformation, and why Janina believes process mining has the power to deliver real change. But first, I ask her how high a priority sustainability should be for businesses today. that question for the start then um to answer it, it it pretty short it should be a thought a question a consideration in everything a business leader does and it should get the priority when it is about planning about urgency about taking action it should be front and center um, and it needs to be incorporated in everything and how important janina is it do you think to make the business case for sustainability and, and actually prove that point that businesses can be be more efficient both from a cost perspective from a people's perspective when they embrace sustainability it's not just about doing something for good i sometimes wish that it wasn't that important anymore and that you know people would um, watch the news um, listen to scientists understand what go- what's going on and then you know see the responsibility and and also see the big opportunity that we have ahead of us um, but unfortunately um That's not necessarily the case. And uh, most of the times knowing or saying that it is a crucial topic um, doesn't need to the necessary action or the change of behavior or the like. So in in a lot of cases, the simple idea of saving our world um, for a business is still not enough. Um, And so certainly numbers and and the business case behind it um, needs to do the job. Um, What I... Um, kind of see increasingly uh, that I enjoy thinking about the business case as well, because it focuses much more on the opportunity that we have instead of, you know, finger pointing or yeah, being in a crisis mode all the time. It kind of gives a positive intention to talking about um, sustainability. Um, and this means that you also think about where is innovation in our product, for example, and where can we integrate new systems and, and business models? Where can we improve our operations? It, you know, it, it empowers you to link also um, efficiency with sustainability if possible. And it needs um, and requires you to think about new markets. Um, and so if the business case enables us to focus on what we actually achieve and we can measure it and we see the impact that we create and then get motivated by it, then I think the business case um, is is a great thing that we should always have, have in mind. It makes things more tangible. Yeah, it's hugely exciting when you think of it like that, isn't it, Janina? Um, a good time to introduce your company. First of all, tell us what Solonis does and how you think your, your company kind of makes that link between business and sustainability. 
Yeah, pleasure to do so. So Salonis is the market leader in execution management and one of the fastest growing tech companies in the world. It was founded in Germany uh, 10 years ago. And um, when you hear execution management, you, you might ask yourself, well, what does that mean? So Salonis basically helps organizations to execute on the data that they have. Um, we are powered by a process mining core in our platform, which is called the Salonis Execution Management System. And on top of this process mining core, we provide usually a set of applications, um, solutions, a so-called developer studio and more platform capabilities um, that enable business executives and all the users of that platform um, to eliminate basically all kinds of corporate inefficiencies. Um, it can also lead to a better customer experience and what we're going to talk about uh, as well as it can also reduce carbon emissions. And so Salonis offers this execution management system um, to millions of clients around the world. Um, and it is headquartered in, in Munich, Germany and in New York City. And we have about 15 offices uh, worldwide and are really a fast growing team. Um, and we enjoy working with clients from all industries. And, and usually those are the, the market leaders as well. Um, and so if you listen to that story, um, Obviously, where there's the link to sustainability is that we as a fast growing company, we have a responsibility as well. Um, and we are a company of super passionate people um, from all kinds of backgrounds, um, nationalities, um, genders and ages, and all of them want to make a difference. Um, that's something that unites really every salon out as we as we call them. So as a company, Salon is certainly owes it to to the employees, um, but we also all owe it to Earth as our stakeholder. Um, to leave the world in a better stage and use our technology and all other levers that we have to improve the state of the world. Um, and so we have sustainability incorporated in our core values. And the value is actually called Earth is our future, which I think is beautiful because it, it mentions Earth as, as a stakeholder. And so we aim to really live and breathe um, sustainability and, and have it strongly incorporated in the culture. Um, but the second piece of where we make the link is certainly that we have our product, the execution management system and the technology, um, and that is naturally part of the solution for the greatest challenge of our time, which is sustainability. So for us, it is a no-brainer to also incorporate sustainability in everything that we do and, and heavily use our product for it um, and become a sustainable business by ourselves, but also enable all our customers and partners to become a sustainable business. Hi, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of the Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this pod, and if you want more, why not head over to techforgood.net for some amazing and thought-provoking stories. You can read about one company's mission to use digital technologies in the fight against HIV, or learn how social media can help refugees take control of their narratives. For those insights and more, read and subscribe at techforgood.net. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say, Janina, it seems to me talking about the technology for a second, that that both the solution and, and the act of process mining seems inherently linked to sustainability. It seems like your company is that by by its very kind of nature has sustainability at its core because of the technology that you have. Yes, process mining is a fascinating technology for me. Um, process mining uses data um, from all kinds of underlying systems in an organization. So whether it is your SAP system, Oracle, Salesforce, or even your Google um, mail program, 
Um, those are all systems that help us do our work. And so while we do our work, there's a lot of data that is generated um, and that can be used uh, if it is visualized to understand how the processes in the companies really run. So we can not only understand how we think the processes should run like a model, but we can freely see how it's, how it's done in reality. And so if you think about processes in general, they are a super horizontal concept. It's basically all operations. It determines how businesses run. And this is why this concept itself is so central for any kind of change um, that, that wants to be made. And um, so there are, I think, three aspects of process mining um, that basically explain how it can be used to drive sustainability. So first, process mining works with important data and delivers input factors for, for example, carbon emissions calculations. So if we usually calculate carbon emissions, we use an activity data and we multiply it with an emission factor. And so this activity data can also come from business processes. For example, the distance between two locations, the weight of any delivery and the delivery mode. Um, and this information is in the underlying systems of a company. Uh, and so we use that uh, multiplied with the emission factor and know exactly how many carbon emissions are used to deliver a good from point A to top point B. And we can see this across the whole process and, you know, can follow basically the delivery. So that is an, an easy example of, of how we can use it. And uh, secondly, process mining um, helps companies basically analyze first in, in real time what kind of data comes from their systems. And it can also connect various data sources. Um, and that means that sustainability KPIs that maybe beforehand have been in very siloed systems can now be interconnected and become an important factor in every process. Uh, there is another example. So lots of companies are now tracking down their suppliers. So they know exactly is my supplier sustainable or not. And so this is usually in an Excel file or in another system or platform. So it's not really used in your procurement when you make actually the decision of what you buy and, and from whom in every procurement decision. So not just in the beginning of the year, like this is my supplier, but actually in every procurement decision. And so what we do is we connect the supplier data with all the procurement process data of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis and basically are capable then to play in the supplier rating with every decision that someone makes. It just, you know, is in a system, you can use it and you can make more sustainable decisions. And that works in real time. Um, so that's beautiful. Um, and you can also understand root causes and drivers and interdependencies. It's quite fascinating because sometimes you just have an outcome, something is delivered too late, something generates a lot of carbon emissions, but you don't actually know why. And so this is where you can use the process and understand if maybe like um, in a way earlier step, we could have changed something that then, you know, leads to a, to a better and more sustainable outcome. And lastly, and that's where, where the execution management system, um, you know, kind of goes even beyond process mining sometimes is all the actionable capabilities that we have. So we use machine learning, we use something called action flows, we use automation, we use simulation and planning, which all leads to the fact that we can be more future oriented. We're not just looking back, we're actually um, taking a step forward. Um, and for sustainability, this is crucial because we, re we need real reduction and improvement for the future. And so process mining can then be used to you know, influence future process steps and future process decisions and incorporate sustainability in, in everything. 
Um, yeah, and this, this technology, and that's, I think, why it's um, so heavily used. And, you know, it came from academia, and then it was incorporated into all industries and, and all processes, is that this technology can drive operational change, but it can even drive system change, because you can understand your business model just way better. And, and it's clear, listening to you there, Janina, why you are one of the most fast growing companies, certainly here in Europe as well. Like it's, it sounds like a tremendously exciting place to work. Let, let's talk about you for a minute. So you're Global Director of Sustainability for Solonis. That sounds tremendously exciting. Um, what Take us inside what, what your day looks like, what your week looks like. What, what, what do you do in that role? It is super exciting and it's also super diverse. Um, I can definitely say that no day is the same and no week is the same as, as last week. Um, I have really a broad variety of, of things and tasks that I do. And I think I would describe my role as, as being a sustainability advocate um, for all kinds of sustainability topics, so environmental pieces, social action, and also the governance um, aspect of sustainability. And I advocate and champion those topics across departments. Um, I plan and steer larger strategic sustainability projects and initiatives, and I'm also responsible for our overall ESG reporting. But in a lot of uh, cases, I'm more of a person that also breaks up silos and bridges departments so that we can influence our culture and basically, you know, every Salonaut can participate in this journey, as we call it. Um, and additionally, me and my team also work with um, our product and, and go-to-market organization, and then especially with our customers and partners to develop the sustainable solutions um, within our product. And so we run co-innovation projects. I exchange a lot um, with customers and partners on this. We've released the new solutions and we feed our expertise and learnings back into public discussions as well. Um, that also means that I'm I'm on stages, I speak, I teach, I educate, and I engage other people. Um, and lastly, and that is a bit due to my um, career involvement, um, I lead also one of our educational programs called Aspire, and I work heavily with our academic alliance. That was the team I, I was in before, and we push for democratization of education, which is a topic that is um, very close to my heart. Great stuff, Janina. Now, we know sustainability covers a range of topics. One of them you mentioned there, the environment. Solonis has this ambition to help 10,000 businesses be net zero by 2030, a hugely admirable ambition. Talk, talk, us, talk to us a bit about that. How, how are you making that happen? Um, thanks for, for mentioning that it's admirable. Um, I think it's, it's part of our culture that we're ambitious and we're thinking big. Um, and you know, you you certainly also have to set out some some dreams and some ambitious goals that you can work towards too, because it gives basically everything that you do purpose and direction. Um, and so this is why we why we wanted to have a, a goal that is measurable certainly, but it also gives quite a great perspective uh, towards the next ten years uh, that we have ahead of us as a company. Um, and so um, it's a pretty fascinating goal. So if you think about the net zero aspect. Net zero means that you reduce your emissions in, in every way with a clear strategy over time. And it means that you only offset if you have really exhausted every other reasonable option to not um, emit emissions. And so if a company really wants to get to net zero, this requires massive adoption of carbon reduction in every possible business operation. And for this, our execution management system can be a great help and a platform to do so. And so we aim to develop solutions that help 
report carbon emissions, that help integrate carbon emissions in the business operations, and that reduce them along the way in every decision and in every process step. And so therefore, we are a platform that can heavily support the net zero strategies of all the customers um, that we have. And, and to be honest, if we look at all our customers, all of them have a net zero goal. So it's quite a, a big strategic um, initiative that also in, unites us in our ecosystem. And at the same time, we are obviously eager to grow our own business and scale our customer base. Um, and we want to have carbon emissions really as a standard KPI in any solution that we sell and as a standard KPI in our execution management system. And so we started this year um, to work on carbon emission reduction in logistics, transportation, and procurement um, with a few customers already. And we see that this has potential for basically every customer that we have and also for every future customer. And so we're really that ambitious to say, let's add all the areas of, of the supply chain. Let's add the process thinking um, to it and um, let's put carbon as a standard KPI out there. Who says children can't change the world? Our Teenage Tech Stories podcast showcases the extraordinary work of young entrepreneurs on their way to becoming tomorrow's tech leaders. Listen now via the Tech for Good podcast stream or by visiting techforgood.net. Just listening to you, it seems like you're you're an organization, obviously, that's got some great technology, first of all, but you're also very aligned in what you're doing and you're very determined to, to achieve these goals. However, I'm, I'm sure there are challenges, there are problems that you face, Like, and I want to get your honest perspective on this. What, what are the biggest challenges you face, do you think, on this mission? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's totally true, Ben. To be honest, I mean, it's um, if the topic of sustainability be easy, then we already be at, at the goal and there's no global solution yet available, although we all know that we have to do much more and that we have to do everything that we can. But uh, it is tough because you're working towards something which we which you haven't figured out yet um, as, a, as a global community. Um, there are two big challenges that I face even on a daily basis. So one is maybe more Salona specific. Um, we are in a hyper growth environment. So that means that we, you know, we're really adding a lot of people every month. And we're growing fast as a company. Um, the environment changes, strategies change, the product uh, still develops heavily. Um, and so one big challenge is to always bring the workforce alone, uh, along and to basically offer enough opportunities that, that everyone can participate and also be engaged in, in this journey. Um, and I think that's, that's challenging in every company to have this sustainable culture and you know, to really have everyone um, being involved. Um, but it's especially true also for us. I mean, I do have like a hundred new sellonouts every month that I basically need to, to educate and and engage into what we are doing. And yeah, I have I have three words that I usually use as concepts: education, enablement, and empowerment. Um, but it is still still challenging with the growth. Um, so that's one that is maybe culture oriented, and um, the other one is related to the product and the solutions. Um, there is such a lack of standards and such a dynamic in the market, um, which leads to the fact that companies really struggle in adopting sustainability KPIs, measuring them, understanding what data is needed. And so there's a lot of insecurity, although everyone wants to do something. Um, and there is a slow adoption of solutions still. So even if we go in very courageous and say, listen, here we have a solution, let's work with some of the data you have and let's figure out the rest along the way, companies are still hesitant 
Um, they're super afraid of greenwashing, which is totally the right thing to be. Um, but we also need action. And so if we, you know, step at the data collection point already, then we don't, we don't walk the talk basically. And so one of the challenges is really, you know, to motivate the customers to get everyone um, on board and to really drive uh, reduction and action. Yeah, I completely understand that. I want to bring it back to you, um, Janina. Did, from your, your personal perspective, did you always see sustainability as the thing in your own career that you wanted to drive towards? How, how did you end up where you are today? So if I now look back, I definitely see that there was a red thread, but I think while I was in my various stations of my career, I didn't see it all the time. So when I started and, and even during my studies, sustainability was still a rather minor subject and it was still like a niche. So obviously there were a few environmental science programs. And I mean, if we if we see the Nobel Prize, for example, that was handed out this week and that went to a, <laughs> a physician that was talking about climate change so many years ago, I, I certainly sense that the topic was always there. But for example, in my studies, it, it was a part um, but that was a very small study program. And then even in the companies that I worked in, usually the initiatives that we that we have driven were never, you know, linked to to larger sustainability strategies and the big goals weren't out there. Um, so, however, I always had a passion for products um, that do more than, you know, that, that do more than just being there and, and being used and that have this positive impact while they're being used or sold. So I started in publishing um, and books have this, this beauty of, you know, um, teaching reading skills and, and opening access to, to content and, you know, enabling people to participate uh, in the world, basically, and to, to lead those discussions. And that for me was always beautiful because in the end, it's, you know, it's a product that you just use, but it has this positive um impact and then i i moved to healthcare which again was the same aspect like you do something that is very business oriented you work in an organization you see it grow but at the same time you know that that your products have been used to do good um and then at some point i realized that there is one overarching concept that you know spans it all and that are processes and that it can also be very, very harmful if those processes don't work. You know, like it is super hard. There is a social component of it. And then there is also a waste of resources and just an overconsumption. Um, and so I was, without even knowing it, a bit looking, you know, for solutions to do that better. And then Salonis came, came along the way and had this very powerful technology, um, while at the same time linking it to digitalization, which was the even more important challenge at that time when I started, it was like everyone was talking about digital transformation. Um, and now everyone is talking about sustainability transformation. The challenges are the same. We know that we can we can solve it. And now we need technology that we have developed in, in the phase beforehand um, and we can take it along. So I'm optimistic uh, that we manage it. Um, and I think then there was another thing that kind of led me to where I am today. And that is that I was always a, a generalist and more of a systems thinker. So I enjoy discovering how things are interconnected. I enjoy thinking big and being visionary. And I also enjoy to motivate others to, to join me. And I think those are components that I realize now are needed for sustainability um, department strategies and journeys. Um, and so this opened a lot of opportunities and uh, yeah, makes me feel very comfortable in, in the position now. 
And on a final point, Janine, the future, like what, what do you see for yourself? You obviously found a company that is almost a kindred spirit to your own like philosophy in Solanus. Like, what, what do you see as your kind of next steps? <laughs> um, I would say you never know. So I hadn't planned to, to become a global director of sustainability at Solanus when I started. And then it was just the, the natural flow of things as well. Um, and so I totally believe in, in the vision that Salonis has and the power that it can have as a business. And so I hope that I can um, join this, this journey as long as possible and, and help build this company to become even bigger and at the same time be a sustainable business from, from the start and also use the technology. Um, for sustainability in general, there are so many things that, that need to be tackled. And I hope that I can also be part of this space um, for as long as possible and influence in, in various areas. Um, and uh, obviously, I also enjoy being in this educational mode of, you know, bringing, um, opening doors, bringing the content to other people and, and uh, creating this, this access to education. Um, and I think that's also needed for sustainability education. So I hope actually that, you know, we can um, spread the word uh, a bit more and, and bring as many people along as we can. That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Stitcher.